Nerd News Now. Hey everybody, and welcome to Nerd News Now. We are going to kind of wing it tonight because um, it's kind of interesting. I've heard this. This is also the problem with uh, interviews for today is that we always have a bunch of interviews on Mondays, but uh, it looks like there were a lot of conventions this weekend uh, and that a lot of the creators are still on their way back or just got back and are exhausted. So maybe that's a good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's the same for everyone. Everyone's super busy right now, which is a good thing. If retailers are busy and um, creators are busy, it means that things are going at least kind of well for our industry, which is awesome. How about, was your store busy this weekend, Brainy? Um, we had a Ma Magic the Gathering pre-release this weekend, so it, uh, and we've been, you know, we haven't done in-store in tournaments since the pandemic started, so, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the Magic players were really wanting to do one, so we did one Friday night. Uh, we had fun doing it, you know, it's still a little bit uncomfortable having, we, we had a dozen people there, so, mm -hmm. a little uncomfortable, but still, you know, it was, it was fun to do that. I just figured you guys would just open up the back door and like do it out in the uh, behind your store. We have done that before. Um, in fact, um, you know, the restaurant next to our place used to have a tent, and we made an agreement. Hey, if you guys extend the tent over, to, you know, the, you've seen other space, so yeah, of course, yeah. Um, no one's fitting in that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, so they had extended it out. A couple of weeks ago, they basically took their tents off. We were going to use that their tents to do tournaments, but a couple of weeks ago, they took their tents out, and we're like, "Oh my god, why? We could have used those." Oh, they just like don't have them at all anymore. Yeah, they took them out. Uh, I don't know whether it was somebody complained or whether not one hundred percent certain, but uh, yeah, those tents are gone, which is a little disappointing. That was because it was a sweet little setup. I liked that back there. It felt like it was real nice. Yeah, I agree. Well, did did you guys have you guys have any any uh, conventions near you this weekend, right? Not that I'm aware of. I think it was the previous weekend. Wasn't it? Was that San Diego? No, I think that, that was WonderCon. Wasn't that WonderCon that just happened recently? Mm-hmm. But then there was another San Diego something this weekend. I thought CalMexpo or something. I, I don't know. It might have been. I might have completely missed it. It was a it was a weekend with family for me. So, oh, me too. I got to take a weekend <laughs> off because so I'm a little bit. It's one of those things I love getting to have a time off every once in a while. But when I come back, I feel real discombobulated. Yeah, which is exactly. a bad. Hey, it's always good to spend time with family, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was actually a little bit disappointed because I um. I had Saturday off, which is such a rarity. But uh, the, I told my husband, I, I have Saturday I have Saturday off. He was like, oh, okay. Well, I already made plans to have um, lunch with our son, which I'm never going to get in the way of that, right? That's always really nice. Yep. So I, I got secretly inside. I was super disappointed. But, uh, man, he went to, to go have lunch with him. And then when he came home, it was like, all right, I'll pop up in the car. They took me on this really cool adventure, so he knows how to make up for that. That's cool. That is awesome. Which I found an alien life form. Yes. Did you see the picture? I did see the picture. 
Okay, so what's crazy is that Allison Sampson knew exactly who the artist was because I didn't know. I could just see it over the fence. And I was like, that's, it's huge, this sculpture. It is. And uh, it turns out it is this person that she said it was. And I looked up that person and that sculpture and there aren't very many of them that exist, but it's like a $43 million sculpture sitting in their front yard. Wow. $43 million dollars huh so are we putting together a team to go um steal that and put it in our backyard what's so cool is that i don't know how many of them are out and about I, the pictures i saw were of two versions of it one is kind of like this tall version that has like an egg sack on it kind of like a big spider and then there's one that's like crouching spider the crouching spider one i've seen they put it in water and it looks even creepier man it just looks like an alive thing I love it. If I could afford one, I, I was thinking about, man, maybe I should save my money up and I'll get one until I found out how much it was. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could get how many Action Comics number ones in right. for that? Exactly. I can't freak people out by thinking there's an alien invasion going on in my front yard, but. Well, you can always get a, um, you know, a copycat date. All right. So speaking of things that happened at conventions this weekend, um, I understand that there was some trouble with the convention that was supposed to go off in Calgary. In, in what sense? Um, I, it might be of just related to one uh, publisher, but I guess that they were supposed to have all of their stuff there way in advance, like they shipped it out forever ago, but it they found it once they got there, like they had their whole team there when they found out that uh, it was not going to be arriving until Monday, which is not what you want to hear when you've planned to have your whole troop there to sell things on the weekend, which is when the con is. Yeah, absolutely understandable. Um, and that, yeah, this isn't the first time something like that has happened. It's happened quite a few times. So just but right now, they just have a great excuse. It just, it's got to be the worst feeling ever when you're like, that money you cannot get back. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think you have, there's a insurance against. Well, it's also hard to, way. it's also hard to justify what the cost would be. Yeah. Just for the, just in case if it happens once in a lifetime, that could be crippling. Correct. I was trying to think of well, like how could you pivot from that if you're in another country? I don't know how you pivot from such things. Well, I, I'm sure you know. They, I hope they made the best of it and you know just went sightseeing and whatnot. Mm, maybe you know, at least enjoy their stay there. But you're right. That's a that's a cost you cannot make up from. You, you've got your entire staff there that you got to pay for. Uh, the mm -hmm. hotels, the uh, travel, and the merchandise that's either going to be, you know, sitting in your warehouse for God knows how long. Oh, um, yeah. It's like extra. It's probably extra stuff you bought, too. And it, so now, unless you come up with an extra convention to go to, I guess. Yep. This is unsold stuff. Yep. I'm sure they had variants that were made specifically for the event. And it's tough. That's tough. Especially when we're in the middle of, like paper shortage and 
transportation shortage and staff exactly um, yeah hopefully that does go in their favor though you know having a shortage of paper they mm -hmm. could probably you know utilize these variants for a different convention we'll see well, maybe hopefully oh, yeah. i had a fun fun thing happened today i had a fellow come in that he comes in he, he trades with me a lot he'll come in with like some pretty decent books and because he'll have something that he sees on our board that he really wants but he came in looking he wanted the comics pro um spider gwen it's like a 500 book right now and is so, it really this one yep so really sure is wow you should stop with the wow dogs. yeah so he brought in a whole he brought in a couple slabs and a whole bunch of books i was really happy because i you know i i offered a lot of it on tonight's show and uh I sold a big chunk of it. So it was kind of like, like I told him, I said, normally I don't make like trades where I feel like it's kind of an even amount, but I, I think that it's probably going to be easier for me to have like the, all the options for people like sell some of that instead of like have the one thing that's expensive that it'll be harder to find one person that's ready. Yep. Absolutely. And, and you're absolutely right in that uh, aspect. Yeah. It's easy for somebody to put down, hundred dollars a week and buy five different items than it is to buy one item for five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Fact, I just bought some original art and you know having that money to hit the credit card right then and there is like, oh my God, how am I gonna pay this? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's always tough. And we're 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 in that same space too where like we've spent so much like extra money that's not a normal expense for us for doing this build out that we're just like we're like we gotta we gotta get this space open <laughs> trust me i know how you feel <laughs> yeah. i've got a second space that's just sitting there well sitting there full but so believe me i understand and i noticed uh you got uh our dalek back there now Oh yeah, because uh, the when I was on earlier today, people were like, "Where's the dollar?" <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember so I, that. I guess I can bring them in, but uh, this rack isn't gonna work. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like build the the grid wall on the wall and and put the shelves on it. Um, trying to save myself some tasks. So what is the craziest thing you've traded for other than the NFT? I know you have, you've traded for NFTs before. I did trade for NFTs. I don't know why I did it. Do you, still Actually, have, I, I, do you have it still? Oh, yeah. I still have it. In fact, uh, a couple of months ago, he wrote back. He sends me a message. He goes, hey, do you still have it? I'm like, yeah. He goes, and he's like, you know, it's worth like $2,000. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I had completely forgotten about it. I have it. Uh, yeah. got, I think I got like five of them, four, five, four, something like that. So how did they get? Uh, so I'm. This is me being a dummy. How do they get stored? Where are they? Um. Oh. So they these are in the Vev or Vv. I don't know how they pronounce it. Veve -E app. Uh, I think it's pronounced Vev. Um, but anyway. Um, and I get the, the trading of them within the app. Correct. The app has its own marketplace. And in fact, you can buy and sell on eBay. I've seen some of them being sold on eBay though, mm -hmm. directly. There's a there's actually a Telegram uh, group with about 15, 20,000 people in there 
doing trades of Eve. So you basically negotiate whatever you want, make whatever trade, and then you can you know send it to the other person. Um, I don't know if I can show it to you guys on the screen. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Let me try it. I mean, I used to think they were pretty ridiculous as a collectible, but then I was thinking to myself, okay, well, like any collectible, it requires both parties on either side to value it as a collectible. Correct. So it doesn't really matter what it is, right? If two the two of us really value the same sparkly rock, then it is valuable to both of us. Exactly. From some paper that people like drew some pictures on, valuable because we both think it both want it. So it, it makes sense to me now why these digital things are valuable to people. You just have to have enough people that want to have them. Um, I mean, look, we had the we had the big tulips, right? Everybody valued tulips so much that they were willing to trade their grandkids or whatever. Yeah, I I actually have a book that I'm I'm super into the behavior of individuals and crowds in the social situations. They're all driven for kinds of crazy things. But yeah, I've got a book called the It's Popular Delusions and Madness of Crowds and the the tulip craziness was the, I think the first thing that they addressed because that really was like people were there were like fortunes made and lost over plants yep it's ridiculous because the tulip doesn't last more than what two weeks at most so I didn't understand the collectability aspect of it there uh, mm -hmm. but you know it, it was a bubble it was something that people were just so hyped into that uh, I know there was a rumor about somebody trading in there what 12 acre land or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, for one tulip. Um, not, but it was a story going around for a long time. Um, but it, here's a uh, shoot. Let me see if we can. That's one of them. So I can. Yeah. I can view it all I want. So it's it so like a 3D action figure almost. Basically, yes. It's on my. And you you know you're gonna auto rotate. That's one of the ones I have. Here's the other Batman. It's a J. Lee Batman. And in fact, um, and they have rarities. Both of these figures have rarities. I believe the Becky's are rare, and this is an uncommon. I don't know if you can see that one or not. Yeah, yeah, it's really pretty. And these are, these are I believe these are just digital replicas of the black and white figures they have, because these are all yeah. figures. So is that official, like it's been made by DC, or is it someone that's taken the figure and just scanned it in, in detail, now they own the detailed scan? These are licensed uh, product. In fact, okay, they actually have comic books now as well. Nice. And of course, they've got rarities and whatnot. Um, and this one's sold out as well. Almost it. So they've got different covers, different, I don't know if you can see the covers and variants. Yeah. Spider-Man? Yep. And of course, they've got uh, <laughs> nice. Disney figures. So, but I, I do agree with you. It's you know, it's the advantages. All those collectibles are in here. Mm -hmm. The disadvantages. All the collectibles are in here. I can't sit down and read a comic book in the middle of the day if I want to. Um, you know, we've had these discussions about digital comics versus 
-hmm. having them in, in hand. And there, there is still that aspect of actually having the comic book in your hand that makes a huge difference. Or like, especially if you have to flip back a few pages, it's like, hey, didn't I just see this? And going back and forth, it's, it's easier when you have it actually in your hand than it is going on screen. And sometimes panels don't you know, align properly. Uh, sometimes yeah. you don't see the entire feel of the comic book. So that you lose that in the in the virtual world. And one of our one of my live customers today was talking about. Um, they said I pulled these long boxes out of the back room, and that they hadn't been out for like four years, and I was doing just half price on them, and they were going to definitely get get deals out of them because in those four years, some things have become worth a lot more money. And so he was like. What do you do with the long boxes when you're done with the going the, going through them for this sale? What do you do with them afterwards? I'm like, I put them back in rotation because the same thing's going to happen again in four years when the stuff in this box is going to become worth more money. Yep. He was like, so you're a hoarder. Like, no. <laughs> Hoarding is when there's no more purpose to doing it. Um, but I guess there's some truth to that. It was like, but the, I, I mean, Collecting is technically hoarding. I mean, you you just it's hoarding with a with a possibility of appreciation, you know, in value at least, um, in theory at least. <laughs> the way the way I feel about it is that if the whole world just loses it, we all be going like we go backward and start living like cavemen, and no one really trades these things anymore. I can make out of my long boxes i can make full houses just use them like bricks i can burn them for fuel yep. i could technically eat them i can make shoes and clothes out of them yep in fact just remembered uh, one of my most regretful trades uh, you remember back in the 90s when Image first came out, they had those gold editions of uh, Spawn and Wildcats and all those yeah. other Image number ones. Um, and of course, I, I wanted them, uh, but they were tough to get. Back then, they were, what, two, $300 each uh, comparatively. So I actually traded away an amazing Spider-Man 300 for Wildcats number one gold edition. Um just How so you to know? It could have gone the other <laughs> right. way. Wildcat uh, could have been in the same popularity as, as Spider-Man, and Spider-Man could have never been made into anything. It could have been correct. completely the same. The only reason I regret is because I worked hard to get the Amazing 300 back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is when I was a teenager and yeah, didn't have very much money, so I worked hard to get that Amazing 300. Uh, but of course, you know, who would have known? Mm -hmm. That's probably one of the reasons why I keep collecting 300 over and over. <laughs> do you just have a whole bunch stashed around? I don't have a whole bunch, but I do have um, no, probably a handful at least. That's pretty good. I can't hold on to them longer than like 30 minutes. Because as soon as somebody knows I have one, then they're like, I, I sold. Okay. <laughs> I had one, I guess. Right. And then my favorite thing is when people come to the store and say, look at my wall, and they're like, why don't you have any keys? I'm like, because someone beat you here for them? Right. <laughs> um, you know, the, the problem with having not having keys, what, acquiring keys is, one, somebody has to let them go. Yep. And a lot of people don't want to let go of the keys that right, right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Because they, they keep things to appreciate. 
which could be right, which could be wrong. You never know. Um, and second, like you like you mentioned, as soon as you get it, somebody else is grabbing it. You know, mm -hmm. so sometimes it's right then and there where it's you know you're buying it wow, off of one hand and selling it right on the other. There's some books that I'm like, obviously, there's things that have been happening in the world that I was not aware of. Like when this came in today, I was just like, okay, well, it's a long shot number one. Who cares? This is a four hundred dollar book. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> That book honestly was a dollar bin book for the longest time. It totally was. And I'm sure I've probably got a few boxes of them somewhere. Well, you know, a few in boxes somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but hey, you're right. The, the market is what it is. It's, it's hard to mm -hmm. explain how the comic book market works right now. Um, we can we can point fingers to where it is, but yeah, mm -hmm. it it defies logic. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> So have you started watching any new shows as you're like still like you know sad about finishing Bridgerton? I, I wouldn't say I'm sad about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, can, I, I was more sad that somebody deleted my Netflix profile than anything else. What? Oh, I, oh, that's right. I don't know if you guys know. Um, it was what a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I, I log in and go try to go to my profile, and it's not there. I'm like, oh, it's just probably a glitch on our TV. I restart the TV. I, I reset the Netflix app, and my profile is not there. Somebody deleted my Netflix profile. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> it has to be a family to... member, right? Yes, it has to be a family member. Nobody wants to own up to it. It's just, And then, yeah, I, I created a new one, and I just started. I'm like, ah, forget it. And now I don't really care for Netflix, except, you know, I'm definitely gonna wait for the next season of whatever's out there. Mm -hmm. We'll see. But it was disappointing just losing all that history I had. Yeah, I still but, like it. I, I don't ever follow the crowd in that regard when everyone's like, well, oh, I'm gonna hate on a thing." It's like everyone today is like, "I'm gonna have to quit Twitter." I was like, "Have you even listened to Elon talk? Like, go and watch a TED talk that he's done, or just watch the most recent." like talk that he had about the acquisition of Twitter or the trying to acquire Twitter. If you actually listen to the man, you're thinking like, this guy's a smart dude and he might be doing the right thing. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's, again, we go back to how the media treats, you know, how we, how we follow what we hear, what we want to hear. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate how we judge prior to actually experiencing. Yeah. Something. Cause I think everyone just says, Elon's rich, so therefore he must be bad. But it was like Elon's brilliant. And if you spend two seconds watching him, you're like, when well, he's like he's clearly like I and he, he will tell you he's got Asperger's. So he's also got that extra talent of like being able to hyper focus. And so for him, things are like they're either good because they're beneficial or they're bad because they are not efficient. And so he's always work looking for to make things more efficient. So I don't think really he thinks about things in terms of like, oh, look, I have a thing now and look, I'm special. <laughs> he's like, this thing's broken and it needs to be fixed. Uh, he does have a little bit of a crazy personality, but who doesn't, of right? Course. Of course. <laughs> uh, let me see what else. I, I did start watching Tokyo Vice. If you haven't watched that, I'd recommend it. It is a which, great show on which, uh, platform. It's on HBO Max. Okay. It is a weekly show. I think they've, they're on episode six or seven. I forgot what it is. Okay. 
but it's it's a really good it's a really good series. It's about a, an American reporter who goes to work for a Japanese uh, newspaper. Um, that sounds interesting. It is, and yeah, you know, it centers around his investigation, the police, the you know, the gangsters in uh, Japan and whatnot. Oh, watch out! The yakuza will be all up in his business. Exactly, and that's yeah, that that is exact, and how they manipulate how they manipulate everything around them. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's a very, I don't know how realistic it is. It, it might be, it might not be, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, if it's yeah, if really if it is real, it gives you a really good insight into how Tokyo operates. I think there's a lot more fiction than there is, you know, just like any television show. There's a lot sure, more fiction. Than sure. there is reality. Uh, speaking of which, you know, like the the um, the other show I'm watching is uh, the making of Legend for whatever the, the HBO show about the Showtime Lakers. And oh, the one that Rodney Barnes is involved in. I heard yeah. that amazing. <laughs> it is a great show, but it is a hundred. Well, I should say hundred percent inaccurate, but it is. And it is grossly exaggerated. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, like uh, Jerry West is filing a suit against HBO because of the way they represent him. And a lot of the players are saying, "Hey, this is not how it used to be." Because you know, they, uh, right. it, it is it is a drama. You have to look at it from the perspective of, "Hey, this is just a TV show. This is not reality." And they've done a great job. They have done a very good job in that show. And that's something else I'd recommend people watching. People should know. Even reality TV is just a hyper-exaggerated version of what might be the truth. Absolutely. So it's You just have to watch it and be like, these people probably, when I meet them, like when they made, like for cosplay, when they made Yaya Han kind of a, a bad guy, I was just like, oh, but that's not who Yaya is. <laughs> <laughs> you meet her for two seconds at a con and you know she's not a bad guy. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, we... Unfortunately, again, you know, we we believe what we see. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. and we don't. Yeah, and media likes to manipulate a lot. Unfortunately, so I've started watching. Um, I'm sure it was a thing forever ago, and I'm way behind. But it's called Mindhunter, and uh, it, it it's basically the formation of the behavioral sciences unit at the FBI, where they like they look at people and kind of like profile uh, like serial killers. Yep. And it's just so cool. I'm sure that it's just like lightly based in reality. I'm sure it's not 100% accurate, but it's just cool to, because they really do deal in all of those early serial killers, like the Zodiac Killer and um, Green River, all those things. And they, so they like, it's interspersed along with all of this, all of these, the drama of the actual formation of the group itself. And what I think is crazy is I'm pretty sure that the main older gentleman who's on the team the actor, I think, played Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, which makes it even more weird for me. <laughs> she's like, any second, because he has the same kind of like deep voice. I'm just like, any any moment, he's just going to show up naked. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure that that puts a little, excuse me, that puts a little bit more entertainment into it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, like, I could not wait. Like, but I think on Friday we got the first available showing we could go see was the um, unbearable weight of massive talent. 
which is, I have to say, usually when you watch trailers, you're like, okay, well, I've probably seen all the good parts of this movie, or at least I understand everything that's going to happen. And to their credit, a lot of the stuff you see in the trailers is misdirection or not 100% the order in which you're going to see things. And it's a lot different for the storyline. So it's cool in the in the movie when you're watching, you're like, oh, thank goodness. I'm not going to just like watch a rehash of the trailer. But uh, yeah, it's it, it very much lets you know that both of those main actors are still got the chops, man. Nice. So good. And very funny. I'm, I'm still not comfortable going to theaters yet, so we'll see. I will have to watch that. Yeah, I'm, I, I think that they're kind of like moving movies faster into, um, like the be able to watch them at home. Correct. Yeah, Batman mm -hmm. was three weeks, four weeks, I believe. Yeah. I know there's anything wrong with that. There's only there's gonna be very few movies that are gonna have like a a huge audience. They're gonna go past much past three or four weeks, and those people are gonna go want to want to go watch it on the big screen anyway because they're gonna choose to be like, I want to go watch it on the big screen. You might watch it at home once and then be like, I'm gonna go to the big movie theater and watch it on the big screen. But for the Batman, I heard a lot of people say that their local movie theater, um, for some reason, the the contrast of the the brights to darks was so dark that they couldn't really see much of the movie very well, and so they were happy to be able to see it at home, where they could kind of control that on their their yeah. TV. Interestingly enough, I have to agree, and that was uh, the problem I had when I was watching it. I I had to watch it. Um, I paused until it got darker. Because we've got windows, you know, right next to our TV, so. Oh yeah. And the contrast was just—it it was just so off. They did make the movie a little bit too dark. Mm -hmm. uh, I tried to adjust the TV and whatnot, but it didn't help until I waited until the evening to watch it. And I'm not sure if that's something took away from the movie or not. Anyway, that's another story, right? Yeah. That was I'm, I was so happy with that movie. I'm, I was most. I'm the most happy that DC had a win in the movie category, right? Because the last one was like Joker or something when the, when people were like talking in a positive way about something that they've made, which makes me sad for the people that work hard on those films. Yep. And there's a lot of people that work on those films. A lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, I know, I know, you know, it's like, a lot of times you don't see the small things that people do when they're making a movie. And there are times when they work hours and just to make the slightest one second uh, of that movie just perfect, just right. Mm -hmm. And when somebody makes a negative comment on the you know, on the internet or one of those critic sites and whatnot, it, it, it you know, you, you never know who it's affecting. It could be that the one person that worked on there for split second you know you could be basically hurting their life you never know yeah there's a fellow who i think his family lives here but he lives in la and he works as a he does a lot of like high detail digital rendering for film and i was like so what because he had like a picture that he brought with him i was like so what did you work on for it because he said he worked for star on star wars He's like, I worked on this scene. It's like a minute or 
two minutes worth of screen time, but it was flawless. I have like months of work. Yep. <laughs> it's like, wow. And you know, that could have been the best scene in the entire movie too. Uh, could have been. But you know, when somebody criticized that movie, it, it takes it away from them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing you know, I, I have a lot of appreciation for people who animate traditional animation uh, because that requires a lot, a lot of work and a lot of dedication. Big you know, skill. Yeah. And to, yeah, I, I don't know if you've ever sat down and draw, but when I try to draw, I can never make the same thing twice ever. Mm-hmm. Even if I try to, you know, and, and they're doing this over and over where they're making them move just a slight bit, whatnot. And they're spending years doing something we enjoy for, or not enjoying, you know, it depends how it is, but usually it's enjoy for an hour and a half, two hours. I am what my husband calls lovingly a tracer. A tracer. Tracer. (laughs) It's like, that's one thing Kevin uh, Smith gave us is the term tracer for an anchor. Hey, well, what else we got? What else did you watch? Um, that was all I fit in this weekend. Um, I know that we're getting excited for um, more episodes of uh, Moon Knight. I didn't get to watch the last one. I guess there was a reveal of a new kind of like form of a god. And I think that there's also talking a little bit about... Um, Warning, this is maybe a tiny bit spoilery, but um, that because of things they've talked about in the show, it looks like they're kind of making a maneuver to rewrite a little bit of the story origin for Kang. Um, I will say I, I see where it's coming from without spoiling, because there is a scene which will you be like, oh, yeah, that's that's what they're referring to. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a possibility yes there is a possibility uh, for those who have read Kang's story will get it because you know there's there's history in uh, Kang being certain Egyptian gods or whatnot. so again try not to spoil it <laughs> if you go spend some time in Google different forms of Kang the Conqueror, you'll see one that will come up that will make things clear. Yeah. I, I think it is interesting. It's like, you can talk about stuff like this, and for some people it would be very spoilery because they know like they've been, they're steeped in the history of the comic book character. Correct. But then I think there are a lot of people watching the show, right, that are currently watching it, or like, that a lot of those kind of Easter eggs won't be something they recognize until later on, like when, you know, he starts showing up for movies, and you see his forms, and you're like, oh! Now I get that moment in that one, though. <laughs> and that, that's where I have to tip my hat to Marvel. They've done a good job of trying to satisfy the comic book fans, mm-hmm. yet keeping the MCU, the cinematic universe, on its own. You know, it's uh, especially with Moon Knight. Right now, even in what, episode four or five they're in, mm-hmm. you really don't know who the main character is. The main nope. personality is. Uh, of course, if you read the comic books, you know who it is, and you know the, you know, the Batman tie in there. <laughs> yeah. 
but we don't we don't see that in, in the MC, uh, you know, the cinematic universe. At least. So I have to I have to my hats off to them. They did a good job of that, uh, keeping the comic book guys satisfied and keeping mm -hmm. the cinematic universe fresh. Okay. I'm 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 gonna tell you there's a movie trailer that they have running now called Men in which it looks like um and you'll recognize this this British actor. He usually plays kind of like the the other straight guy police officer that kind of like looks just like a dad almost. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies he's actually been in. You would recognize him. If you saw him, you would know him right away. But uh, it looks like he gets to have his chance to shine because it looks like they're going to give him multiple. He gets to play multiple parts, kind of like Tatiana Matsulani did for um, Orphan Black. So it looks like the, the shtick for the film is that this woman, I don't know, I don't know if this is her, her house or it goes to someone else's house and it appears like maybe her husband who goes upstairs jumps from the upper floor and then it gets all discombobulated. Like every single person she meets and talks to in the trailer, if you look at them carefully, is the same guy just in different makeup. Interesting. I'm liking it. It's like, I don't know, is this a horror film? <laughs> it's called Men? Men. I will have to look into that one for sure. That's intriguing. That's yeah. hmm. okay. And then have you have you seen that trailer for Jordan Peele's newest? I have not. I this one's really, really cool. My I've talked to my son also about it. So the the trailer starts basically looking like it's going to be the history of this law, this generational family that has trained horses for Hollywood film. They're, they're African-American. And it just like, it seems like, oh, this is going to be really cool. I wanted to, I like learning about things like this. And then all of a sudden from the top of the screen comes from Jordan Peele. And then as the creepy music starts, and it looks like it's going to be like an alien, like, showing it like there because there, there's a it's on a big ranch in california obviously this is like that it looks like an alien spacecraft has come down and landed or maybe not and then there's like also other creepy creatures that are be bopping around and it's so funny this whole time you're watching this trailer and what you're thinking in your head is what everyone does whenever like a trailer comes out that you're watching and you're like at the end of it you're like nope right that's what everyone says nope the name of the movie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so perfect. I was like, oh man, I bet you he was sitting in a theater once, heard people saying nope, and like, you know what I'm gonna name my next film? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> you know, oh, brilliant. Somebody just needs to just make trailers just for the sake of making trailers. That's it. It's not for a movie or anything, it's just a trailer. That's it. You get the entire story, it's a trailer. Nobody ever. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's done that already, but yeah, that it would be nice. Meta. Well, I'm sorry. What was that? That sounds so meta. I know, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I guess there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I don't know where it's going to show. I don't know if it's supposed to be a TV thing or what. Yeah, is it live action or animated? No idea. Look, it says oh. another Marvel character gets confirmed for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Question mark. Interesting. Oh, it's Disney Plus. It definitely says Disney Plus on it now at the bottom. I see. But well, in that case, is it is it a kind of like a Friends reunion kind of show, or is it a an actual episode of a sort? I don't know, but wouldn't it be funny if it was just like them and their spaceship <laughs> and just chatting away? <laughs> someone someone puts a star on top of Groot, put some lights around him. <laughs> right? Know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. Drax dressed up as Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think, how would that go? They'll probably give Star Lord the Santa suit just because of, uh, you know, his history with America, mm -hmm. with uh, '80s uh, American traditions. Oh, there you go. All right, so here's the big news I just saw. Said um, Spider-Man No Way Home. They reported the profit, which is different than how much money that it made in general. So it ended up earning nearly $1.9 billion at the worldwide box office. That's gross. Insane. It's insane. So this oh. is the profit. The profit margin was $610 million. Wow. And that, that's just off of the showing? Or is that because, you know, the, of course, it's merchandising and whatnot. And that's probably, you know, Disney makes a lot of money off of merchandising. There are times when they'll have a flop and they'll still make more money because of that. I think they're trying, I think the, the point of the article is trying to talk about that the movies can still make money. So probably if I was going to say that they were going to, if they're going to compare apples to oranges, they probably are talking about just the money that they made from the movie itself, not yeah, from awesome. ancillary, all the other stuff. Yep. That, that's a lot of money. I, I'm sure Disney's happy about purchasing Marvel comics. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to buy Twitter, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure if Disney wanted to, they can work out. No, they can't because they own too much media. Mm -hmm. That might, that might, well, you never know. That would be interesting if they do make a bid for Twitter. Because it's not a done deal, right? No, I mean, they've accepted, they've through. sort of accepted it in terms. So we'll see. We'll see if it'll happen. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, you know, he is not really putting down his own money to buy it. Majority of it is money he's borrowing from banks. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the first one to make it to an asteroid and start mining rare minerals. So he can make more lithium for his lithium batteries for his cars. And like, well, I'm serious. My sons came home from school one day and they're like, mom, we're both going to study really hard and we're going to be the, we're going to form a company that's the first people to go and mine, like have an actual business that mines the asteroid belt. And I was like, I think that's brilliant. I support you in 100% of the way. And how much can I buy into your company now? <laughs> <laughs> 
I have, you know, it's probably going to be unfortunate, but I don't know if it's going to happen during our lifetime. Maybe our kids' lifetime, but I don't know if it's going to happen in our lifetime. I just don't know. It's going to, isn't it going to take a long time to like get the things actually mined and then back and then made into something? And yep. I know for at least for the Expanse, the series of books and that is made into the show that uh, they just, instead of trying to bring those things back to Earth slash Moon slash Mars or whatever, they're the inner planets that are being uh, occupied, they just use the raw stuff out there and make, they have, they have shipyards out there they're using it for. Which kind of makes sense, you know. It's, uh, yeah. Why waste time moving yep. it around? Yep. But right now, we just, we have to get the first step done where we make people comfortable enough to go out into outer space and mine. Mm -hmm. I know we're working on robots doing it, but you know, we still need people up there. So we'll see. Not the truth. Let's see if I could find us the comic books for this week. This week, comics, graphic novels. Okay, here we go. Oh, we got a new Spider-Man this week. We do. Amazing Spider-Man number one comes out this week. Who writes this? Ooh, Zeb. That'll be good. So it looks like Peter's on the outs with the Fantastic Four. He's on the outs with Avengers. He's on the outs with Aunt May. No one wants to see Spider-Man except for Doc Ock. Um, and starting Tombstone. I wonder if Doc Ock is basically still, you know, trying to take over Spider-Man's. I don't know. I don't know if he is. The Superior Spider-Man story arc where, you know, he takes over. I wonder if that's tied to whatever's happening right now. We'll find out. Well, I hope they don't circle around and try the exact same thing. Maybe he just realizes that it, he can do everything he wants to do and not have to take Spidey. Yep. And then Thor 24 gets us to a celebration of 750 issues of Thor. And looks like it's going to, we're probably going to, uh, I don't know if I can say what happened in the last issue, but, uh, or in the, in recent issues, I guess we're, we're past all the spoilers for it. Cause that happened in issue 22, I think, but uh, the Thor needed extra power to be able to defeat the enemy who was fighting and uh in order to do that like you know he's been getting small amounts of extra power from odin for a long time odin's been imbuing with him with extra stuff but uh be because the enemy was so great um odin basically gave up his life force to thor to be able to become the form of thor that he is now which is awesome but uh yeah things have all changed for thor and the thor universe because Kate likes to kill things, you should have known he's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, who's he, who's he killing in Hulk? Mm. He'll be right now. He's still trying to explain all of the. I think the the new thing that's kind of come out about Hulk is not that Bruce Banner needed uh, gamma radiation to become the Hulk. The reason the Hulk exists is just because of Bruce. He like it's something about his personality that has made this happen, which I don't yeah. know how they're explaining that, but yeah, I, I thought I mean the whole concept of Hulk and 
and uh, oh my god bruce banner was basically they existed it's just the gamma radiation made it possible for him to exist yep. uh, so i mean i the concept is theoretically the same now right it's still mm -hmm. um, and of course they've all, always <clears throat> how many times have they split the two up there have been countless times where they've split the sure. two up so sure Yeah, I think uh, for some reason, I believe in the most recent issue of Hulk, it looks like maybe uh, control over the spaceship Hulk armor has been taken over. Which There's is a spaceship Hulk armor? Yeah, Starship Hulk. <laughs> yeah, Starship Hulk. Imagine like a giant mech Hulk. Does does Hulk Bruce Bruce is driving it? <laughs> but there's a new bad guy that that came out of uh, this concept. Like, okay, everyone, close your ears if you don't want to know what happened in the last issue of Hulk. Do you care if I tell you, Brainy? No, not at all. I'm so far behind on my reading that I'll probably forget by the time I catch up. So, I mean, it got really kind of like, if you like psychology, that's probably the only reason you stuck through Immortal Hulk, because that's kind of what it's about is, you know, like digging deep into someone's psyche. But in this case, uh, Kate's put out the idea of, you know, like, um, there, you know, uh, Jen Waters has her version of the Hulk, right? Um, uh, General Thaddeus Ross has got his version of the Hulk. Um, so there's, there's all these different people that have gotten their version of Hulk. What if Hulk had his version of Hulk? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So then you get a new character, which is super. I love those kind of like way meta things. You're like, come on. <laughs> uh, wow, that's, that's an interesting take on it. <laughs> So anyway, if anyone's watching, you're like, when well, I was not really interested in reading Hulk until <laughs> I'm not going to go back and read that. Right. No, I still, I still stand by, um, if you're ever only going to read one Hulk story, make it Hulk the end. It yeah, that's good very, stuff. It is a very good story. Mm -hmm. Especially for when it came out. It came out uh, early 2000s, I believe. That might be right. late, late 90s, I forgot. But anyway, back to current times. Uh, also coming out this week is Bloodstained Teeth, number one, Christian Ward image book. And, oh, I love this description. Atticus Sloan, misanthrope, criminal, a-hole, and vampire. Lives in a world where blood isn't the only thing vamps crave. And for the right price, he'll make you a vampire too. After all, immortality isn't cheap. Right. <laughs> I like that twist on it. Yep. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll buy you uh, immortality. Mm -hmm. New Saga comes out this week. And then try not to freak out. Last Ronin number five, which rounds out the series that started, I don't know, two decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-COVID. All right. And that's, uh, was it pre-COVID? I thought it came up during COVID. Maybe. 
I just feel like it's been going longer than two years, but maybe hey, no, it def definitely has been. Uh, I think you're right. It was pre-COVID. Um, it just got way slowed down by everything that's been going on. And you know, for those that haven't heard, there is the last uh, Transformer now, right? Which is uh, mm -hmm. the same concept as Last Ronin. Yeah, do definitely make sure to talk to your comic shop about it, though, because I don't know that they're going to order as heavily as they would have for if it was a Turtles-based one. Probably based it on how many copies of Transformers they currently sell. And so, it's unfortunate that order's already gone through, so. Yeah, yeah. And then for fans of the most recent uh, Godzilla films, there's a one shot that has uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah coming out from IDW. Their first one was versus Mothra. So this continues on to these one shots that they've been working on. And uh, Berserker number eight. I'm telling you, my I don't know if you've seen this too, Brainy, but we have had no slowdown in Berserker pulls. None. Um, that's, what I've, that's what I've heard. It's, it's you know... Which is great because at the beginning everybody was afraid because it's got a celebrity tie in it. Celebrity mm -hmm. books have not done really well in the past. Uh, this one's this one's kept its uh, fan base going. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you know it, it is Matt Kent writing it with you know with Keanu Reeves of course. Oh yeah. So it, you know it's going to be a good story. Yeah, they've been doing a really, whatever collaboration they're still doing is really great. It's a slow rollout for the storyline. It doesn't feel like they're dragging it out at all. It just feels like it's a natural progression. I thought they'd for sure, like, immediately go into, like, here, go battle these things for us. And that's all we're going to care about with you. And this is, like, more, I feel like, about his back history, which is kind of cool. And I, I think it also might be beneficial that Keanu Reeves does have a, you know, he has... He likes comic books, basically. So, you know, it, it adds to that where he does not just want to make, hey, I, I want to make a comic book. Let's make something like this, and that's it. Uh, you know, there have been a lot of books in the past where that's basically what it's been. Hey, the three-part series, and we're done. Yeah. And also a heads up, it might be something that people miss until after it's too late when specs get, get a hold of this information. But uh, this issue number eight you know, they've been kind of going backward and backward and backward in time, trying to find his origin. We um, get to hear the secrets of his birth more than 80,000 years ago. Nice. So you finally get to his origin, which they've been, they've gotten close before, but this one's kind of cool for her to find out. 80,000 years. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be alive that long. That's too much. Hey, talk to Vandal Savage. <laughs> you go. Then Something is Killing the Children 22. Uh, Erica, I believe, is going to be pulled back into the fray by a new form of monster that we have not seen before. New character figure. Is that another Hellboy tie-in, the British Paranormal Society? Oh, good. The Snyder and Capullo book, uh, We Have Demons, number two, comes out. Uh, Punisher number two comes out this week as well, which I'm quite interested in to see how that one does, because one did much better than we expected. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see if the momentum stays or whether it was just again, you know, whether it was number one spec call or whatnot. So let's see how number two does. I know that for number one, there was an awful lot of verbal people saying that they weren't gonna that they weren't gonna like it already because they don't like the 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 chess symbol change. Correct. But then I think people probably actually settled themselves down and actually read it, and they were like, "Oh, this makes sense." Yep. And again, you know, going back to what we said earlier, people jump to conclusions mm-hmm. without actually giving something a try, and that's that's a perfect example of it. Oh, yeah. oh, there's a cool new uh, Aftershock book called Naughty List. That that seems very interesting. So I'll give you the pitch for it. It says, I had a family once, a wife who loved me, a child who loved together. It's all gone now. It's been gone for hundreds of years. All because of that darn star. My name, it depends upon where you live. Some call me Chris Kringle. Others, Papa number one. But my real name is Nicholas Sinterklaas. And is the story of what happens when you steal my naughty list. This is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I have a friend that stayed in, that had they moved to the Netherlands for a long time, and so I'm used to the Sinterklaas name. It's kind of cool. They have there have been a lot of stories done alternate uh, Santa basically stories. So, Mm -hmm. Um, and there have been some really good ones as well. Such good ones. Trade paperbacks, we get Spider-Gwen, which collects uh, from Spider-Gwen 16 through 23, plus collects Spider-Man, the main Spider-Man book with the, um, with Miles, I think, 12 to 14. Yep. And then you've got the Golden Age Lock and Key hardcover. This one looks really cute. There's a little manga coming out um, from Dark Horse Comics called Cat Gamer. Interesting. Is it about cats playing video games or? (laughs) It says Rico, a 29 year old office worker with an obsession for video games, finds her quiet life upended when she takes in a stray cat. Her coworkers can't quite figure her out. She never talks about her personal life. She never works overtime and she never joins them for happy hour. Is she antisocial? Nope. She's rushing home to play video games. One day a stray cat is found in the office parking lot and before Rico knows it, the cat has moved in with her. Having no experience with pets, Rico uses lessons drawn from video games to guide her in cat care. Oh, that is cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cute. That is a cool premise. You're right. Mm -hmm. Let me see. What else have we missed? You know, Ms. Jen, one of the problems we have is since we are ordering direct from some publishers, mm-hmm. there are times where it's hard to identify where whether we're getting the book earlier than other people or later late or whatnot. So I'm going down our list. I'm like, wait, is this new this week or is this something we should not discuss until it comes out in two weeks? Well, this is this is what I fi- think I figured out. Is that early on, before paper shortage, we were definitely getting them earlier because they were getting their stuff directly to them and they were getting them to us. But what has happened now is because of the paper shortage is that 
they're sending the bulk of their books directly to the distribution channel, which is like a diamond or, you know, lunar or wherever else it's coming out from. And then the rest of the books are kind of like that. It got split off from that big order are coming to them. And those are always, or they're often being delayed. Like yep. in the case of, for red five, who's local to us, they still don't have um, their stuff that was released. Like, three or four weeks ago. We still don't have the one that's about the, the big semi truck has a start that the, the name starts with a number and I can't remember what it is. Cause I haven't got to read it yet, but yeah, it's going to, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if people are paying close enough attention to release dates to, to really be like, Oh man, I'm going to go get this somewhere else. I think that most people are like, they are used to getting their books from their local comic shop and they're just like, it'll show up. Yeah. Uh, in my box. Sorry. We, we learned that with, well, okay. Saga was interesting where we were shorted all our, was it 56 or 55? And I was surprised how many people actually stuck around for it. I know there were a few that actually, you know, went elsewhere to get them, which is fine. We expected, we actually expected everybody to go elsewhere to get it once we find out that we weren't getting it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, you're right. There are people are actually understanding the concept that hey, if it's being shorted at one, it's probably shorted at almost every other store as well. Mm -hmm. um, so they're they're willing to wait, and a result of that is also our Wednesdays. Wednesdays are not as busy as they used to be. Yeah, uh, it is. It's, it's you can no longer you can no longer say Wednesdays the you know the biggest day. It's cool. It's, I think it's a plus because it spreads everything out. It, it makes it a little bit easier on staff. It makes it a little bit easier on cash flow as well sometimes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. Anything else? I think we've gotten to our, our hour mark and used up all the news that's worth newsing about. I'm sure we missed uh, a few things. You know, we tend to do that a lot. I'm sure everyone else is like, well, you missed the biggest news story of the day. Right. That's because we're working in retail. <laughs> we miss a lot of things. Right. And we usually don't find out until like a week or two later. It's like, oh, yeah, that happened. That's not true. but <laughs> <laughs> I found out when I go home and, you know, thumb through my social media feed. It was like, oh, that's what everyone was talking about today, I guess. Right. Exactly. There have been so many times where I've been like, oh, yeah, huh. Now it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. In fact, you, know, you probably heard my phone buzzing while we were having this conversation. Yep. Well, anyway, I don't have the, I don't know the thing to read. There are lots of great sponsors for this show. I really appreciate them. You can watch us in a bunch of different media. Yep. Um, please Available. search them out and enjoy them, including Available. KQP TV over the air on Roku and other versions of. Any, anywhere where podcasts are available. That's right. A bunch of podcasts you can hear us. I know that uh, a lot of people, I hear that there's a lot of people that, that uh, partake of us on that uh, media because they don't want to see our faces, which is great. Yeah, I don't blame them. I, I don't want to look at myself either. <laughs> but we're uh, super thankful for your, your time and spent listening to us chitter chatter. Sometimes we have more actual news than... Uh, than other times, but uh, we're always telling you about our real lives in the comic book business. 
we hey, made hey, this is more reality than reality TV, guys. <laughs> We're not making anything up. We really do go through all of these crazy things in our industry. Yes, we do. All right. For for me and Brainy and Justin, who's behind the scenes, we'd like to say thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.